Cool 97 Radio on the clock on the wall tonight another interesting series we continue from last week with uh, suicidal feelings and solutions and we have with us Andre Allen Casey Andre can you hear me yes I'm hearing you now (laughs) how have you been I am Tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yes. But then we we are going to say we are tired today because yes. we know that tomorrow we'll be better. Indeed. Dre don't look too wonderful either. And I am going through the paces because I know that we have a task to accomplish. And so that in itself gives me the energy. But let me say this. Normally, you would not be with me two consecutive um, weeks in a row. But by popular demand, and when I say by popular demand, Andre Allen Casey, little did we know that so many persons were listening because they were listening silently. Persons were not only listening silently, but persons were thinking about persons that they knew in um, that had suicidal feelings that actually tried to take their own lives. Um, persons were delving deep into themselves because they were going through stages of depression, um, stages of grief, stages of coming to understand that um, they had ailments. Uh, quite a m- number of individuals um, reach out to me. I almost thought that I would have to reach out to you to, um, what would I say, to kind of just um, <laughs> let down, um, just relieve all of the things that I heard um, after this show. And so I uh, thank you so much for joining us in, um, in part two. Um, so, where do we begin? Where do we begin with part two? Well, we ended uh, last time with the do's and don'ts when talking to a suicidal person. Um, you um, want, I can do a little recap. Yes, please. Very, very small recap. Yes, yes. Um, can, you, can you run to some of the questions? <laughs> right. So, 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 last week... Um, the questions that were asked were what drives an individual to take their own lives. Okay, right. Right. And, and so, as, as, again, since it's a recapping, we, we, we're not going to have too much information on this. Mm-hmm. Um, because this week we want to look at, at some solutions, you know, a lot more solutions. So we spoke about uh, things that were problematic or what happened to folks and the thinking and the, and the pain that, that they were experiencing. Um, but this week we want to give people hope mm-hmm. and, um, and give them some, 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 some things uh, to say, to do, although we did some, some of those already. But what drives so many individuals to take their own lives, uh, it has a lot to do with depression, and despair, mm-hmm. um, 
it is difficult to understand what drives so many individuals to do something like this. But we just want to remind folks that a suicidal person is in so much pain that he or she oftentimes can see no other option or way out. You know, suicide is a desperate attempt. And again, we invite folks to be mindful of this. It's a desperate attempt to escape suffering that has, for many, become quite unbearable. And why so? Because they are blinded and by feelings of self-loathing. They are blinded by feelings of hopelessness and isolation. And so a suicidal person literally can't see any way of finding relief, unfortunately, except through through death. Mm -hmm. And so let us again remember, it is the feeling of um, depression, the feeling of despair, the feeling of self-loathing, the feeling of helplessness and isolation. Um, it is this pain that they seek to escape and death becomes uh, a primary option. So that is one of the things or some of the reasons as to what drives a person or an individual uh, to take their own lives. Okay, I'm just going to jump to an, an, another important question that we looked into last week that um, I just want to want us to kind of just give up a, a brief um, synopsis of the warning signs of suicide. Okay, that is again, um, as I said, quickly we can warning signs could where we hear somebody talking about suicide. Mm -hmm. um, uh, seeking out lethal means is another warning sign uh, where somebody is preoccupation, sorry, preoccupied uh, with death, uh, where someone, um, again, we mentioned self-loathing and self-hatred, where somebody feels like they have no hope for the future. Um, there's also uh, getting affairs in order. Um, is a warning sign, mm -hmm. uh, saying goodbye, um, withdrawing from others, self-destructive behavior, and even a certain sense of calmness. Yeah. Why? Because they are at peace with what they are going to do. That's the one that I want to mention and that we had mentioned that um, elude a lot of family members and friends um, because they're saying, boy, the person look like everything okay them are work things out they look so happy to get today they look so well put together um so we had mentioned last week that um that one is what eludes a lot of people and they they, they, they just can't believe that the person would have done um committed the suicide because they looked or they acted calm or acted in a particular way they just can't believe it Right, so I can pick up yes. part two. <laughs> so we are ready for part two now. And yes. part two is very, very important because a lot of us outside of the professionals don't know what to say. So 
how can I start a conversation with someone that I may suspect to be suicidal? How can I start a conversation? And this is where I hope we are piquing the interest of all of our listeners now. Because something of this nature de definitely is important. What do we say? Mm -hmm. Or not say? Um, I know we've mentioned some do's and don'ts before or last week. Um, so people can listen to the podcast and get, and get some added information, even to a question like this. But talking to a friend or a family member about their suicidal thoughts and feelings oftentimes can be ext extremely difficult for anyone. But if you're unsure whether someone is suicidal, I am supporting Anne that the best way to find out is to ask. Mm -hmm. Don't don't say, you know, don't, don't we will see the signs, and we mentioned some of those warning signs earlier, a while ago, that we see the signs and ignore it. And, you know, as we say, we see the signs and then there's a calmness, and, and then we think them getting better. Mm -hmm. But we saw all of those things before. But I'm saying even that calmness is a sign too. So it's best that we have the conversation um, because we recognize what is happening. One thing that we mentioned is that most persons who are who have suicidal ideation or or even a plan or um there is uh what do, what's the word i'm looking for um where as far as there's the intent or you know to commit suicide oftentimes these folks won't come out and say i need your help actually it is these warning signs that we should um, recognize as a cry for help. Okay? Mm -hmm. and, and we have to be careful again that we do not ignore them or, 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 or say mean things about folks who have this kind of mindset or thinking. Um, so let me go straight back to your question about talking to that person. And the reason why I'm giving all of this um, narrative or talk um, prior to answering your question is because we need to have a mindset or change our mindset towards someone who will be, or, or we see where there is the signs of them wanting to commit suicide. As a matter of fact, if you, if you can recall, we even went as far as to talk about some myths you know, in relation to a person who wants to, some common misconceptions about suicide. Uh, we mentioned that people who who talk about suicide um, won't really do it. Mm -hmm. We mentioned that's false. Mm -hmm. That anyone who tries to kill him or herself must be crazy. That's false. That's absolutely false. And I'm saying here, and that if we don't, if we have these misconceptions, then we won't even start to have a conversation or the talk about somebody who has these signs of wanting um, to kill themselves. Okay? So, um, with all of that preamble, <laughs> um, we, can say so, we can say things like, 
I have been feeling concerned about you lately. Mm-hmm. We're talking about just ways to start a conversation. But you have to have the heart to know. You have to ensure that you, have, you do not have the misconception for you to have the conversation. Say it again, Andre. Just to make certain you don't have the misconception for you to start the conversation. If you think that people are stupid and foolish, then your yeah. conversation mm-hmm. might push them further to commit suicide further. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying you need to have compassion. You need to have a heart. You, you need to understand that this is a way for them to cry out. And therefore, you are lending your support. So, I have been feeling concerned about you lately. Or, recently I have noticed some differences in you and wonder, um, how are you doing? So that one is very, very nice. You notice some differences? Mm-hmm. And you're just wondering, how are you doing? Is you reaching out to them and remember, you know, they're in pain, you know. And once they see that you pick up on the fact that they are in pain, most of these folks, even if they resist at first, after your second or third try, and I, they are going to share. Because they're looking for somebody really to talk to. But here they put out their feelers and somebody catch it. And so once um, they feel secure, and, and you know, as a matter of fact, they might say, you know, I, I didn't even realize that, that you noticed. Mm-hmm. And, and they say, yeah, man, it's true. I was been going to a little thing for two. So, so, so they are a little bit surprised, but at the same time, they are happy that you pick up on it. And so, I'm saying here, these two sentences, you know, can help. But there's another one we can talk about. We can say things like, "I want to check in with you because you haven't seen yourself lately." Mm-hmm. You know, you can even go as far as to ask some question. You can say, um. When did you begin to feel like this? So now that you have asked one or two or three of those questions, or make two or three of those statements, remember what the statements are. Write them down, folks. I've been feeling concerned about you lately. Or recently I noticed some differences in you and wondered how you're doing. I'm giving you the tools, folks. Or I want to check in with you because you haven't See you to be yourself of late. Once you have put that out there and they respond to you in which, in which they're starting to share and start to open up, remember, don't be a surprise. I said, I can't believe that was anyone. Notice something about you, you know, and, and, and start to let them feel bad because they start to share now. You know, don't scare them away. Don't, don't, don't punch them with your response. They are looking for help. They are, they are ashamed enough, or ashamed enough, right, to even have the conversation with somebody and know that they feel that somebody wants to have a conversation with them. This, this is how you're treating them? In, in their minds, they're like, Jesus, I'm standing something to you. And so, I'm saying here, folks, that um, once you've asked those three questions, then 
because I have to try and equip you as best as I can. Because we, I'm not going to have access to everybody who has this type of ideation. But you do. And so let me, let me try and help you to help somebody then. It might just be yourself. Mm-hmm. So ask questions. When did you begin to feel like this? Um, did something happen that made you start to feel this way? Yeah. And, and be active in your listening. Be open to your listening. Um, be concerned about in, in wanting to hear your story. Remember, in, the, in last week's talk, we said don't be judgmental. They are looking for someone to be understanding. You know, how can I best support you right now? Are, are wonderful and unique and beautiful questions that we can ask. Have you thought about getting help? Questions like that. But have you thought about how you feel about that? And, and you know, let them see and hear the compassion um, in your voice. Um, you can say things to them again like, you're not alone in this. I'm here for you. Or, or I want to be here for you. So let them know that you have a vested interest in their well-being. I want to be here for you. You can say things to them like, you may not believe it now, but the way you're feeling, there's a 99% chance of that feeling to change, you know. So you're giving them hope and then recognize that, listen, don't act upon the feeling. Don't act upon the feeling because um, feeling of hopelessness can equally feel, you can have it, so much pain that in your mind is said, to what end? So you're just saying to them, hey, um, you know, so this feeling can change. Or you can even say to them, how many times have your feelings changed about certain things? Mm-hmm. And you just, and you just cover like, like you like you reason with them about, yeah, it's like you're opening their eyes and uh, and understanding to recognize that hey, it's true, you know. First time my feelings change, you know. I almost, I don't want it to make it right now, but or frivolous, but but um, you know, sometimes put a little joke into it. Put a little humor into it then, you know. Like, you know, you can say something like, hey, you remember one time how you just feel about that person? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, feel the same way about them? Yeah. I'm a tough one. Thank God you never tell them how you feel about them, not you. And you laugh. <laughs> Things like that. That's all I'm saying. But let them recognize that. Wow, it's true. Um, another thing, or, you know, statement that we can make or something to that effect, you know, I may not be able to understand. And this is, a, this is an important statement too. When you say to them, I may not be able to understand exactly how you feel, but I care about you and I want to help. And maybe, and, I, and these are these comments and questions and, and, and terms and words that we're sharing with you folks um, is not a comprehensive list. But, but it's just to give you an idea as to, as to the kind of conversation we want to have 
and, and speaking to person who might be suicidal. And one final one. When you want to give up, and this act, remember, we're just giving you some example. But when you want to give up, tell yourself to hold off for just one more day. Mm-hmm. Or tell yourself to hold off for just one more hour. Or even one more minute. Or a couple of minutes. You see, why are you asking them to tell themselves to do that? Because a renewed perspective might just come to them. Or it can serve as a healthy distraction. So although I want to kill myself now, hold on a minute, let me go do that first. Let me go and do this first. Because for some folks, they need to put certain things in order um, so that they can, um, you know, carry out the act, so to speak. So it can be a healthy distraction. Okay, I know, again, but before you do it, um, and I mean, I'm not saying that the conversation you have with them, but they, but the kind of conversation they sh- uh, might be having with themselves, or maybe you can put into their head. That is, tell yourself to give yourself a, a couple of minutes, or, or one more hour, one more day. Um, whatever you can imagine, the idea here is to give yourself a chance, even mm-hmm. if the situation won't. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Give yourself a chance, even if the situation won't. Won't. True that. So that is my answer to that question. To that question. Okay, so it is a minute after 10 o'clock. We're going to go to the break, and I see where I have some questions inside the Mixalar chat room. We're going to take the break, and when we come back, I will throw those questions at you, Andre Allen Casey. Two minutes after 10, we'll be right back. West Coast, Cool 97 FM is in your ear on 97.1 FM. Westmoreland, keep that cool vibe. Don't touch that dial. Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. We're talking about suicidal thoughts and solutions, a continuation from last week's discussion. And we are now entering a very special segment, and it is brought to you by Evergrow Garden Center. When you wanted to grow, call the pro. They are the experts, and they are located at 12 South Avenue in Kingston. You can let them help you master your home gardening skills and nurture beautiful, healthy plants. It's a way to de-stress while you mold that gift of the green thumb and encourage the love of nature in your family. And so, Andrea, before we move on to the next question that I have for you, I have some questions coming in from our listeners. Are you there? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so Jan Jan in Spanish Town is saying, Mr. Casey, when a suicidal person starts to cut him or herself, is that a cry for help? Yes and no. And, and why I said no? So it is... I'd want to, let's go and say, 90% yes. But sometimes the cutting is not necessarily associated with suicide. So yes is a cry for help. 
it could be um, a measure of borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. So, now, remember now, borderline pers- persons that, may, that have borderline personality disorder also has suicidal ideation. Okay? Because, but, but sometimes um, the cutting is to try to deaden the pain. So they are looking, the cutting is to try to cut out or cut away the pain. It's not necessarily that I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just saying here, it, but it, it is a cry for help. And, and um, we must lend our radio assistance. And that's why we do in giving five, six, seven different things questions we can ask, comments we can make to, to render our, our system. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian commented and says, so empathy is a good icebreaker. Very, very much so. Yes. I mean, yes, big time. Big time. Another question coming in is, and it's coming from um, Uncle Barry. He's all the way in Manchester. And he says, why is it that men is the one who commits the suicidal act rarely women commit suicide uh very good question it is just to understand the psyche of the male remember for the males the power is one of the things that drives them mm-hmm. um provider is one of the things that drives them and um, so, if I cannot, um, and protection, that's the other pure thing to remember. So, power, protection, provider. And if, for example, I lose my job, then in an amazing way, it takes away those three P from me. And those three P by and large speaks volume of my purpose third fourth P those three P by and large speaks volume of my purpose so if my job provides gives me the power provides the means for me to protect and to provide and I lose that job, then what am I living for? And so for some folks, they take destructive um, uh, means to deaden their pain. So they will take drugs or, or they take drinking. And it's not book up, by the way, why you have so much bars. In our country, um, it is not just a social club. <laughs> it is a mechanism that helps them. Well, it, it's a unhealthy mechanism that a lot of men, and you heard me, men, when you look in these bars, one woman to 100 men. <laughs> True. I'm not laughing. Mm, you're right? able to numb the pain. 
and the hurt, the pain. yeah, and the hurt and the frustration. Thank you. And the hopelessness. So, so, thank mm-hmm. you. And for those who now decide that uh, I'm going to take it a step further from that, will find themselves um, um, taking their own lives. Mm-hmm. And and for men, they use a lot more draconian means and measures to do so. So a female might say, again, take some a lot of pills and see what happens. Mm-hmm. For the males, they're like, you know what's happening? You know me want to kill yourself then, man. This, if you want to kill yourself, let, let, let us be serious about it. Let us find the mechanisms and the tools that will bring that, uh, bring that result immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so, uh, so I hope that answers his question about for, for the males, why is it that you'll find that males would seem to lean towards that? It has a lot to do with their purpose. And if those TPs are taken away from them, then they have lost all sense um, for, of living. Because what am I living for? Mm-hmm. 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 And I remember getting a call from a gentleman last week, and he says... Um, one of the contributing factors um, to men, um, this is his opinion, Andre and I don't have the proof, it has to do with interpersonal relationships and yeah. and, and losing um, or think you have lost that person or, or that person is no longer a part of your life. So interpersonal relationships, especially men and women relationship, tends to um, push um, men over the edge. Well, let me give you a... So, there's, not, there's no one thing, mm-hmm. but, but let me put, an, put another spin in it. And I'm not saying... I'm just saying this is another spin. So I'm not saying it is the reason. Absolutely not. I'm saying out of maybe the 10 reasons, I am putting this into the mix. Mm-hmm. And that is to say... The males that says, remember, you know, just don't forget the three P. Power. Part of that power, um, folks might call the man's ego. Yeah. So, if that ego is damaged or there's no respect for that ego or the man feels emasculated. Used. They call them worthless. All used. Used up. Used up. up. Mm-hmm. Then as far as he's concerned, you see, it, remember, you know, it, that tea is damaged. And so, for some men, we say, all right, then, if I can't have you, nobody else will. But I also understand the consequences. And those consequences so the man who's not going to hurt myself, yes, I understand. He prefers to hurt you first. Mm-hmm. His, he gets satisfaction in hurting you first, but recognize he cannot live with, the, with those consequences. So I'm going to go ahead and kill myself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he has reasoned in his mind that, hey, um, the satisfaction... I must get some kind of satisfaction in this and from this. And that's, remember, I'm saying of the maybe 10, I'm just introducing that 
as another factor to factor it. to it. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So, another big question for you, Andre Allen Casey. Are there any common risk factors coming out of that question that was thrown at us by our, our, our listener? Are there any common risk factors for suicide and can they be identified in teens and older adults? <laughs> wow. Um, it's a loaded question. But the risk factors that's the question you asked me, right? Mm-hmm. Risk factors. You know, according to the US Department of Health and Human Services, at least ninety percent of all people who commit suicide suffer from one or more mental disorders. For example, depression, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and then and then watch this alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Remember? But this is you can look it up folks. I am not sharing information that is unique to me. <laughs> it's my research and you can go and research it too. And so amazingly Yes, I was careful to uh, um, say risk factors. So the same alcoholism. We cannot ignore alcoholism. Yes, then left up to me, all the bars will be closed. <laughs> <laughs> I say left up to me. <laughs> Your opinion. Unfort- my opinion. Your there you opinion. go. T- take it right. fully. It's yours. <laughs> right. There are some folks who says, no, man, it is a means to cope. Mm. It is a destructive means to cope. That is what I'm saying. You know, depression in particular plays a large role in suicide. The difficulty suicidal people have imagining a solution to their suffering is due in part to the distorted thinking caused by depression. Risk, risk factor is saying depression is, is the number one then. But um, that's not the only thing. Um, some, some others could speak to mental illnesses Mm-hmm. And this is why we make a conscientious effort to to remind folks and to help folks and to teach folks how to have good mental wellness. I mentioned alcoholism and or drug abuse. Uh, if there are, if there is a previous suicidal attempt. The person who did it first time and never gets through, they may want to, they may recognize how they can better it next time alone. They're not, they're not going to repeat the same thing the same way if, if it didn't work then. So that's another risk factor. Uh, a family history of suicide. Mm-hmm. Yes. If you look into people's family, you know, and a lot of folks, you'll be surprised. 
who are, you know, are ashamed to say, boy, you know, my mother did this, my sister did this, my uncle did this, my father did this. You know, they don't, that's not information they go out and share with people because they are ashamed about it. Right? Um, but you have to understand if it's somebody who I'm supposed to respect did something like this, then if I'm going through pain, then the education I've gotten from them, especially somebody that I do respect, is that once things become overwhelming, then it's okay to utilize this as an option. A terminal illness or, or, or even some type of chronic pain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, can be a, a risk factor. You know, where they said, no, we can't live with this. Sometimes, you know, we we say certain things. And, I, and uh, I might get into problem with this one. And, but I hope everybody's listening to me on this one here. Remember, I might get into problem with it. <laughs> but are you ready? Sometimes we mean well, Anne. Mm-hmm. And Andre is there too. So both Anne and Andre, AA. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, again, we, we, we mean well. But sometimes, Anne, when somebody has a terminal illness, the comfort that we oftentimes give ourselves is that it's better them die than suffer. You know that that person who is suffering is there with hope. They want to come out of the pain. Remember, for some of them, the death is the escape of the pain. Mm-hmm. So don't look at, recognize that it's because they see it as the only option to come out of the pain. But suppose, just suppose, something else could be provided to give them that option to come out of the pain because that's the goal. The goal is to come out of the pain. I don't want that. That is my last option. Who walks around? I'm sorry, this don't this don't sound right. But I'm just saying that that's why it is illegal because the truth be told, it is an abnormal thinking for somebody to say, I just want to die. There is always a reason for someone to, to choose that option. But generally speaking, most persons and want to live and not only to want to live want to live as long as possible want to live as long as possible something happened mm-hmm. that that drove them to to say um i no longer want, want to, live. to live a matter of fact most persons see the finality mm-hmm. of death and that's why it's so painful but if we had a means and a mechanism mechanism to conquer it I guarantee you, people want to live as long as Methuselah or longer. So, 
um, the terminal illness or chronic pain, oftentimes people are led to think or believe that death is the way out. Mm-hmm. And may even see it as a first option. Why better me dead than live with this? Yeah, so true. But the truth is, um, maybe that kind of thinking needs to be changed. Because the more we say something like that, then not only have we sensationalized it, but we, um, adventure, give people that as a first option. Suppose there was something else that they could do. Let's just try to explore other ways now, rather than ruin go to their stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Um, we have to be careful that we don't propagate um, those first options because we find ourselves in pain. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I remember some but, years ago, Andre, yeah. just to just to give an example of, of a very close friend of mine um, lost his his sight lost his sight and I remember um, him saying to me for the first year um, when he lost his sight this was somebody that was very vibrant and up and down and um, um, we lost his sight through being almost robbed um, by um, perpetrators and shot and he for many for, for for maybe for the first two years of of after the incident occurred would say you know i really don't want to live like this it's best if i um take my own life i i really don't know why i even survived because i am um, it's, it's like i've lost myself i've lost me so i have no reason to want to live um, but happily, I, I, I must say that this person has made adjustments. I mean, major adjustments. Had to go and learn to read Braille. Um, continued um, working and still continues to do so. Um, but things like that, Andre, I realized that the loss of a limb, the loss of one's sight um, through accidents... Um, persons think that this is it for them. They can't live this way. Um, so it's not only terminal illness, but the loss of limbs and sight. And it's it's difficult for some people. Um, and so they go through their periods of uh, suicidal thoughts um, during that time. That is, that is so correct. Yes. Um, even... I'm just moving on because there's nothing to add to what you said. Mm-hmm. So that is exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Um, but recent loss mm-hmm. and any kind of loss is, mm-hmm. a, is another common risk. Uh, or even stressful life event. You know, sometimes people say, well, listen, I can't matter with it. I'm done. I finish. Too much. Um, too much. Too mm-hmm. much. And, and not even one day. Every day so. You know, one of the mechanisms that we teach people in managing their stress is stop piling it up. That's right. Write it down, folks. Stop piling it up. Stop talking about everyday stuff. 
look much look much things um you 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 did yesterday what work you did yesterday you get to wake you get to sleep you know you know say about it we do it itself already you know that when you give a, when you give a blood you get back your blood already Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they give her one pint or two pint of blood yesterday. You see, you say when when you come tomorrow, um, you 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 need to get get back blood because you give her blood. You see, I, I might sound ridiculous, but but the point I'm making is that we pile up pain, we pile up pain. So we say every day. So I'm saying you're right. Every day can be a stressful day. That is true. But guess what happened? And I guess I'm not living yesterday, no. I don't even remember how tired I was yesterday. Could <laughs> I take precedence? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. With a pile of pain. I'm saying, let's leave it to the pain. Let's leave it to the issue. Let's leave it to the rest. And to the sleep and and wake up and okay, may I forget this done and whatever. But but the minute we start to pile up, you know, I hear me I go through this. You're right. You know, do we do a pile up for good? Do we say well, I'm tired? I don't know what good may I get. Why is it so if if again pile the pain, then pile the good to them. That's all I'm saying. Right, so, so stop pile up the pain, man, because today can't manage so much. And that's why we, we, we will reach a breaking point in our lives. So recent loss and stressful life events, social isolation and loneliness, but not talk to me, mm-hmm. not a friend, mm-hmm. we may live for. Can't call nobody, can't talk to nobody. But I'm interested in me. Right. People just want to see me, they must look straight through me. I can't even there. Right. As a matter of fact, I feel more like a used. I feel more used. Used up, People yes. want to call me. Mm-hmm. Because they want something they from want me. They want something from me. Mm-hmm. So, I'm saying, well, maybe if you join the club, that's not nice, by the way. So my brother says something that is not nice. And like how people are using, they use them too. <laughs> Alright, I need to use you as a friend today. And I, I need to use you as a friend today. And I need to use you. Yeah, man. When are you using business to them? Get some benefit. These people are using, I'm going to use you today as a friend. I'm going to use you as a friend. All I'm saying. Matter of fact, the initial stage of every relationship is based upon selfish motives. So I'm not totally incorrect in, my, in making that statement, just to say. But, but you know, have we given solutions to, you know? We're saying that, hey, if you feel isolated and, 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 and lonely, then uh, um, go and go Find somebody say, listen, today you are used there, yeah? 
That's how I can know up front. I'm going to use you today. Yeah. I'm not going to spend money paying you for using you, but anyway, I use it. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> but, you know, um, so the man said, wow, all right, yeah, man. What's if I get some more tight? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and before you know it, well, practically on purpose, you have developed a friendship and a bond. Wow. Just saying. Matter of fact, it might be a more authentic friendship because you come clean by telling them what um, your intent. The same. And of course, um, the final one in terms of the, the, the risk, you know, is history of trauma or abuse. Mm-hmm. If, you know, once there is a history of trauma, uh, you know, or abuse, then understandably so. Why somebody might say, no man. I mean, um, look at this. Why am I being victimized repeatedly? And it seems as if it's nothing what I've done, I'm having the same experience. Think about a child, and let us go there, because you mentioned about children. You know, the suicide in teens is, is actually a growing problem. Mm-hmm, because it is. The, the teenage years can be an emotional, turbulent, and stressful one. Teenagers face pressure to succeed and to fit in. You know, they, they struggle with self-esteem issues. They, they, they struggle with self-doubt and, and feelings of alienation. For some, this leads to suicide. Depression, of course, again, is a major risk factor for, for teen suicide. Childhood abuse, recent traumatic events in the child's life, lack of support or support network, I should say. You know, the mother said, no father, no uncle, no brother, no sister. Um, hostile social and, and, and school environment. They might cry with them every time they go to school. They don't want to go to school. Why? Because they have, an, they have a bunch of children there, a, a gang, a beat upon them. And they feel ashamed to, 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 um, to tell the teacher or to tell their parents. Because in an amazing way, they also want to fit in. I want to be to feel accepted, and so outside them be a tough, but inside them are dead. You know, um, exposure to other teen suicides. Once, if you see a group, you know, uh, if it's a group of of children who, quote unquote, behave nerdish, these are nerds. And you want to be a part of the cool groups. You find that you do whatever you want to do to fit in. But part of the initiation, possibly, or the manipulation, is to treat you a particular way. And then you can't um, accept it. Because your family of origin um, didn't teach you 
to treat people that way. But at school, this feels like your new family because you have to go to school. And sometimes when they complain to your parents, they say, no, I have learned to toughen up, man. Mm. It's like, what? You understand the crisis that I'm going on, that's going on inside of me? Yeah. So, so that, those are some of the the, the, the risk factors. The risk factors. But I can give you more. You know, sometimes, well, maybe not a risk factor now, but even some some warning signs. When you see your child, especially your teens, you know, where there's a change in eating and sleeping habits. When you see that they are withdrawing from friends and and family and and not interested in regular activities. These are signs. When you see violent or rebellious behavior or running away, when you see drug and alcohol abuse and use, when you see unusual neglect of personal appearance, they look very unkept. These are signs, warning signs. Also, um, persistent boredom. Difficulty concentrating or a decline in the quality of their schoolwork. These are signs of, of frequent complaints about physical symptoms, often, of course, related to emotions such as stomachache and headache mm-hmm. and fatigue. Said, Billy hurting me, my stomach hurt me, my head hurt me. Sometimes an excuse so as not to be a part of a particular environment. And when you do the test, you say, but when I don't just finish eat, how come you're still so tired? Sometimes it's psychosomatic. Because of the emotional pain that they're having, it manifests itself physically. Not tolerating even praise or rewards. These are signs. But let me quickly get into the elderly. For the elderly, there, there, there seems to be a, a age group, and I say seem to be, from age say, 65 and older, you will find um, from this age, not only are we calling this age the elderly, 65 and older, you will find some of these folks may have a desire um, to commit suicide. Uh, Some of the reasons now could be recent death of a loved one, the years, the 25, 35, 45 years they've been together. So so oftentimes, um, the willingness to live to live on without that loved one, you know, it's not there, especially if they had a a harmonious relationship. Uh, also, physical illness and disability, you know, or pain. And I'm old age, and I forgot to this now, sir. Um, isolation and loneliness. Nobody no come look for them. Mm-hmm. Put them in our old age home, geriatrics home, whatever. And part them up and leave them there. And leave them there. 
and they were wearing pampas and all those things and, and not being looked after at all. Days. They said, no, no. The pain that they go up, so they said, no, man. <laughs> to what end? Every day, me they said, what? what? What can I live in this? A life this? Major life changes such as retirement also. Some people retire and really don't know what they want to do with them life after that, you know. They really don't know them to sit on a stain as space. And so they have intrusive thoughts. Lots of independence, as you said. You know, I, I can't walk. I cannot sit. Okay. I need help in all in all in several different aspects of my life. I can't be at myself like me used to. There's some folks, you know, says, boy, listen, rather than make anybody, rather than me have to depend on anybody to clean me up, I better me dead. A lot of folks speak like that, especially men. You know, lots of sense of purpose is that um, warning sign for the elderly. Um, if you find that they are reading material about death and suicide, that's a warning sign. If you find that there's a constant disruption of their sleep pattern, if you find that they have a interest for alcohol and prescription drug use, if you find that there is a to take care of themselves or to follow medical orders. If you find that there's a stockpiling of medication, if you find that there's a sudden interest in wanting to get a firearm, you know, if you find that um, social withdrawal or Ill elaborate goodbyes, no man, I'm soon gone, no worry, man. You better, you better take my back. My, my goodbye from now. You just never know. Yes, man. I, I love you. Just, just don't you ever forget that I've always loved you. No matter what happened to me, just understand that I'll always love you. Yeah. Signs. When there's a rush to complete or even to reverse a will. So we hope that these information and, and these warning signs definitely will... Um, you know, recognize what is happening to our teenagers and to our elderly. Alrighty, hold that thought. We're going to move on, but let me do this. Remember that you're listening to Singles Live on the Nation School at School 97 FM. And this talk segment is brought to you by our friends at Evergrow Garden Center. Remember, as Jamaicans, we must continue our efforts to grow what we eat and eat what we grow. And at Evergrow, they have the number one one-stop shop where you can get everything for your farming, gardening, and growing needs. And you can call them at 906-9916 or 906-9160 for details. On to the next question as we are winding things up inside the talk segment, Inside Singles Live. What are some of the emotions that can stimulate suicidal feelings? Okay. We mentioned earlier, um, we mentioned earlier uh, hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And that is where a person does not see anything positive in the future. 
our suggestion is that you find your purpose for being here in this world. Knowing your purpose and is, is knowing our power. There's a bigger picture. However, we must seek it. But only the seeker shall, shall find. find. Mm-hmm. So, hopelessness is one of those things. But I'm also given a solution if you find that you feel hopeless. Helplessness is another thing. And helplessness is, is where you feel like there is nothing that can be done about something that we do not like. But you feel helpless. My suggestion is develop an acceptance of things we cannot change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yet now, commit to what we can change. So many things are out of our control. Therefore, it behooves us to focus on what we can control, mainly ourselves. We can control our emotion. We can control our thoughts. We can control what we think. We can control what we do. Guess what? We can control me. That is self-efficacy. So, if you cannot get out of your control, stop fighting to control it. We already accept it out of my control. You know, you know some things that are out of our control, and, and maybe on our next show, we can talk about that, you know. How do I manage my feelings? Have I done that with you yet? Well, not intensely, but we have gone through um, other programs that we looked at managing um, our feelings. And managing my emotion. And managing my emotion. When we, looked, when we, when we did anger management, um, we, 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 okay, we, yeah. we looked at it. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, but revisiting is never an issue. We can always, because okay. we, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we may just get that one person that didn't hear it. And it no, may man, make a difference. I, I might have something, but anyway about teaching us how to manage our feelings. You know, how, how, how to feel the feeling, face the feeling, finish the feeling. We went through all that already? Yes, I think so. All right. <laughs> but, but, you know, how to, to manage, manage it. But a lot of us um, don't recognize what we can control. And one thing that we can get up, we cannot control on the other person. Mm-hmm. And, one, and that is one of the things that make us feel so helpless and sometimes hopeless because we try to control other people. And once they put up resistance, then we feel helpless and hopeless. Stop trying to control other people. Fear is another emotion that can stimulate suicidal feelings. Feeling. So, Hopelessness, helplessness, but fear. And fear creates an extremely darkened feeling, a sense of not feeling safe in this world. I'm saying, while I understand the impact of fear, examine to see if the fear is wisdom. You know, an example may be that we should not go to places that are dangerous or involve ourselves with people who dangerously create problems. 
we need to be conscious of surrounding ourselves with people whom we can trust. We need to try to endeavor to feed our souls, you know, being very careful and not to invoke any kind of soul loss. <laughs> you know, when it's a soul loss, we're talking about loss of your light, loss of the essence, loss of you. And so we end up in darkness that way. But the question is, um, is the fear genuine? Does the fear make sense? Is the fear going to, am I going to lose myself as a result of the fear? But not only fear, bullying. Mm -hmm. And feeling intimidated, which of course, again, um, creates extreme fear. But we see this, and when we hear bullying, sometimes we think it's only in schools. We're talking hello about our relationship with people. People gaslight us. That's one of bullying. And we could feel like we're idiot. That we're not in a sense. Bullying. And so once we become intimidated by it, then it can lead to, to, to suicidal feelings. But not only bullying, we're saying lots of inspiration. Which is an emptiness and an, uh, an empty feeling, you know, where there's a void in our own creativity. That's the word I'm looking for. And sometimes we need to decide that, you know, something, let me surround myself with people and events that can not only make me feel special, but give me a drive and give me a goal that supports me. That's an inspiration. And some people say, it's a dead. That's an inspiration. Faith, or lack of faith, I should say. Not believing in a power higher than yourself. A lot of folks, even who go into hospitals, the research has shown that because they believe in God and they believe that there's a higher power that's going to help them to heal. Don't give up on that higher power. And oftentimes come out of these operations. Well, Rather than somebody who, um, so somebody who said, pray for me, who's going to do a major operation. They are left with hope. As again, somebody oftentimes, and research shows it too. Where they said, why? I won't survive this. I mean, I know. And I will see. There's no determination on their part. To live. And we talk now, so. Yeah, we we'll see. Where the other person say, yeah, man. Yeah, see you later, man. Yes, yeah, man. Definitely. I beat this. You see, you see, cancer survival with that kind of faith. With that kind of faith. Cancer survival who have not lost their faith. What we're saying here, it is important for us to 
recognize that hey um I can connect with some with somebody bigger than me better than me greater than me feeling unloved and unlovable that too is another um emotion that can stimulate suicidal feeling where boy I might not love me mhm and what I love me this leads to loneliness and isolation but I'm saying you know something god love you yeah man it's a it's a if the faith believes that god love you then you have a, another reason to live or a different reason to live but suppose you have faith though wow telling someone who feels unlovable that god love you and say they might ask to own him so and that is why we need to continue to have meaningful relationship with folks what is it july 30 is is what friend, friendship day i think today is is it is it july 30 let me let me see if i can peep over behind it was, it was advertised yes it's it's there it's there i'm just looking up to see if it's on my 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 board um to see when it's friendship friendship day but i have it on 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 the board um but i am thinking that it is coming up right sometime in july yes it is and i'm just saying nobody wait until july 30 start today friendship <laughs> 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 day it's so beautiful and all i'm saying here folks the, the more I don't know that we're afraid to be vulnerable. And that's why I mentioned something earlier that might sound a little bit silly. When I said, hey, to, hey, to them I use you. Where are you for? My friend. I use my friend today. And all I'm saying here, um, people can feel love. People can feel like they're needed and valued. Wow, is me want to be a friend? Yeah, man. Me? Yes, you. Why not you? Gotcha. All I'm saying, depression is another feeling that we can have that can lead to suicide. A feeling of where nothing seems to be It seems to work anything you know white bother which usually comes from unexpressed and unresolved um pent up anger mm-hmm. depression so before we go to the final question let me give you one more is this all there is attitude You know that attitude? Is this all there is? This can lead to believing that it is better on the other side. And, and, and this life come to? 
And life this and that kind of mindset and attitude will make you feel like you want to give up. And spend one one out of many ways of getting out of depression is every day make a commitment to do five acts of goodness for someone or for something. The five and look to those less fortunate and, and do something about it. Being of service automatically sparks a new productivity. You know, try try to to source our unresolved feelings and look for a good listener. I'm saying invoke and, and know that to every problem there is a solution. Finding guidance from others that we respect. You know, go to a happy movie, play some joyful music, listen to cool 97. <laughs> Definitely. Yes, man. Read positive stories. Find a group that we can feel that we have something in common with. We're close up your love. They <laughs> 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 put it on and say, wow, we look good. That's what I'm saying. Which might lead us to, to um, you know, I'll I, I take the final question because my time is almost up. Yeah, time is upon us. And so the final question that I have for you, are there any positive suggestions that we can employ to limit the suicidal feelings? And you are going through some of them. Some well, of them, thank you very, very much. Yes. Right. Excellent. Um, eat good and healthy food. Stay away from all substance, drugs and, and alcohol and some of these antidepressants. So some of them, unless, of course, medically advised, you know, walk, enjoy nature, get up early in the morning and breathe. I said, I smell the air, I feel the air, I said, crisp. Mm-hmm. But I walk in the sauna to where when you finish, you say, why happy? I am miserable. That's such a stage of serenity. Maybe water fountain, fountains and candles and soft music. Get or pet. incense. Read the Bible. Get that pet load. or two. <laughs> Play or find a place that is beautiful with beautiful pictures where you can live and work and that that connect us. Be cognizant of being tidy and clean. Yeah, when you're in an environment where we're dirty around you. Leave work dirty and come home dirty. <laughs> no, man. Mm-hmm. Okay? Go beach, go to the lake, go to the ocean, wherever, but in a body of water that is near you and us. You know, clean at the sun and the water wash up against your feet. Look on the sunset. What beach? Our country. I know all of these other places, take them away from where. Public beaches, them are going. People are going far in. Mm-hmm. We get little water for up on them foot. Watch films and, and TV shows that are inspiring and loving. The thing you watch, I shoot up and kill him. No, that's not healthy. 
Jack B. Mm-hmm. Talking about positive suggestions here. You know, find channels that communicate um, things that are inspiring. And you hear stories and you, and you watch certain things that for folks who are on a limb and never born with this and never born with that, how they are surviving. Give you hope, you know. Wow. Look at what they do. And that's why we're fascinated with the people who use them too and I write better than people who are finger. But I'm saying, always be on the lookout for people who are loving and enthusiastic. And then what's the kind of friends that we keep? Um, to people that say, why, how you do? Lord, let me tell you. Things body. It's everything I read. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a Gatharias, Gatharias, I will pay an Arias. Sometimes, the conversation we're having, and I, and I do one or two times for the day, time to time for the day, and the same conversations we're having, negative, negative, negative. Why well, I don't understand, bro, God. I'm <laughs> 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 no, sorry. You know, um, and, and I'm just negative and negative and negative. The government, the prime minister, the this, the that, the no. And then you don't hear a message of hope. You don't hear, hey, you know, that so and so. One time, it's a country people, you know. Long time ago, country people. Now I don't know what these country people. A country coming like town now. But one time, country people, they, 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 they had that. Had a hard life, but you know what happened, man? When them a talk, before them conversation over, they said, "But God, mm-hmm. but God's good to me, and and but because they recognize the source of them strength and help. You never see them again. As a matter of fact, them live longer. They live longer. That's why you find a whole pack granny used to take care of me. Live longer, they eat better, they have better hope, and strong. And yet, they did not have the resources that we have today, but they live longer. And the desire to end their lives wasn't a part of their thinking. And maybe the reason why, because their hope was in God, but God. Yeah, man, have to find hope because if you lose hope in you, then I understand why you might want to kill yourself. But suppose you find hope in something that's as somebody else. Wow. In terms of conversation piece, not helping us, man. Use cards and other. Um, tools and positive messages that and listen to them write a poem collect pictures or of things that we love and dream and wish say hey wish that one day no coulda yeah man so it starts with you know, a dream 
you don't think about dying if you if you wish to go to France. And one day I must go to France, you know. Watch it, watch it. I might dream that. If you're dead, you say, ah, the dream did not come true. I'm saying once you, once you have those type of dreams and thinking like that, then it gives you an added reason for living. I hope that <laughs> all of these things literally, um, you know, can lend some support uh, as it relates to positive suggestion. You know, um, can I close with something? Yes, yes, yes. We need to have what is called an, an Andre personal power. We need to have what? Personal power. Personal power is when one responds, not reacts. Personal power is when when one internalizes, when one's rather internal feelings does not have to match an external action. When one has humility and humbleness, when one does not need to be right, we're talking about personal power. And we need to remind folks of their personal power. When one sees mistakes as opportunities for growth, when one has a certainty, no matter what others think, when one has perseverance, when one knows oneself, when one understands differences, when one cares and shares, when one is flexible, talking about personal power, when one has self-reflection, when one wants others to succeed, when one funds cooperation, not competition, cooperation we're talking about, mm -hmm. when one puts dreams into actions, when one constantly envisions a better way, personal power we're talking about, when one watches out for those less fortunate, when one thrives in teams, when one helps those not in their power, when one has detachment, when, when one is ego-free, when one connects to something bigger than themselves, when one has a respect for living things, when one has a sensitivity to the elderly, when one has integrity and impeccability, when one pays attention to details, when one has a belief in God, and one constantly searches, you know, for mentors, and one is truthful and honest, when, when one is mindful of injustice, when one is not attached to popularity, when one listens and, and, and has learning skills, when one stays strong no matter what their bank account says, mm -hmm. when one communicates well, when one has conflict resolution skills, when one has an awareness of their environment, when one has problem-solving intelligence, when one finds hope amongst hopelessness, when one loves, 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 and loves. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is personal power. Mm -hmm. And I close 
with that. Andre Allen Casey, I thank you so much for joining us once more inside Singles Live. And we will talk to you in August. Blood already. Yes. <laughs> so we have hope for that. Um, Indeed. Right. Thank you so much. My wonderful and pleasure. one of our listeners, Ian, is saying, Andre, please don't underestimate the propensity of humor. It is very helpful in enabling relaxation. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Yes. yes. So I thank you so much. Indeed. And take care. I want to Bye -bye. say thank you also to Evergrow Garden Center. Evergrow Garden Center, they are located at 12 South Avenue in Kingston. And of course... Their friendly staff is ready to help you with everything you need for your home gardens, your farms. You can get your ceramic pots, fertilizers, plants, seedlings, greenhouse structures, and so much more. Remember to like them on their Facebook page at Evergo Garden Center. And you can join us next week for our talk segment, courtesy of Evergo Garden Center. Cool 97. Radio. Radio.